Welcome back to another episode of Paranormal Stories and Spooky Shiz. I'm your host, Chappie, and let's get started. All right, in today's episode, we're going to get into dreams and night terrors and stories about both. (laughs) But let's start off with what is the purpose of dreaming? So I hop on over to an article by Healthline um, that's called, Did Dreams Actually Mean Anything? It depends on who you ask. Here we can see many, many experts' opinions on what do dreams mean. All right. Some dreams slip away like minnows when you wake up or hazily try to grasp at them. Others remain vivid in your memory, so clear and unforgettable that as the days pass, you might start to wonder if you actually dreamed them more than once. Even if you don't remember many or any of your dreams, you do still have them. While experts still have plenty to discover about dreams, they do generally agree that dreaming is part of the human experience. You can cover a lot of ground in dreams. Common experiences include sexy encounters with a crush, Ordinary activities like doing chores or buying groceries. Terrifying experiences like returning to high school or being chased by monsters. Gaining supernatural powers or magical abilities. Alright, so do your dreams have meaning? Some experts think they do. Freud's theory of unconscious wish fulfillment. Psychologist Sigmund Freud had a lot to say about dreams, and not all of it was related to sex. He suggested that dreams helped protect people from waking up when light or sound disrupted their sleep. But he also believed dreams pointed to buried desires. Jung's theory of compensation and self-betrayal. Like Freud, Carl Jung believed dreams had a meaning. Jung focused on a specific archetype and patterns that appear symbolically in dreams, theorizing that dreams could help explain daily events and balance out aspects of yourself you aren't aware of yet. Other key theories. Psychologist Calvin Hall considered dreams part of the cognition process, or a type of thinking what happens as you sleep. Linguist and philosopher George Lakoff believe dreams offered a metaphorical glimpse into daily challenges and life events. In other words, the abstract symbols appearing in your dreams represent real hardships. Psychologist and dream researcher Rosalind Cartwright also tied dreams to significant life events and emotional experiences. She believed dreams played an important role in cognitive processes, including memory and emotion regulation. Professor Domhoff also connected dreams to daily experiences. The things you do and think about during the day can resurface in dreams, while your emotional mindset helps shape their unique content. All right. William DeMint, who helped found the field of sleep medicine, similarly suggested that while dreams may lack a clear purpose, they can still convey a meaningful message. There are many other psychologists that believe dreams don't have a meaning, but they still serve a purpose. 
These purposes are a threat simulation theory, a non-synthesis theory. Dreams are nothing more than a collection of random images and thoughts projected during normal brain activity. Emotional regulation. Unpleasant or unwanted emotions you experience in daily life can pop up in your dreams too. What are dreams and why do we dream? Dreams are a universal experience that include a series of thoughts, emotions, sensations, ideas that usually occur when the person is sleeping. Although it's hard to say what dreaming or dreams consist of, it is accepted that dreams represent a collection of emotions, ideas, thoughts, events, places, and symbols that are relevant to the dreamer indirectly. It is believed that the dreams are full of emotional and vivid experiences that connect them with everything happening around them. Why do we have dreams? Well, dreams are the way your brain communicates with yourself when you are sleeping. Dreaming is more of a thinking process that processes the thoughts, emotions, and changing events that happen from the day. Once you enter into REM sleep cycle, that is where your dreams take place. And those thoughts continue to symbolize in words, pictures, scenarios, etc. How do dreams work? According to Sigmund Freud theory of dreams, they represent our unconscious desires, thoughts, wishes, and motivations. According to him, people are driven by their repressed wishes from childhood and current situations. When you sleep, some parts of the brain become dormant and emotions take over. Though the, through the dreaming process, you can continue to explore your thoughts about the day, achievements, mistakes, hopes, and anything that deeply affects you. Do dreams have meaning though? As mentioned earlier, dreams are the repressed thoughts, feelings, and emotions we collect over time. Dreams do have meaning. Some scientists believe that what happens physiologically affects us in our dreams. For example, if someone has dealt with post-traumatic stress disorder or PTSD, they are more likely to experience nightmares. So their dreams are highly driven by the stress that has been settled into their unconscious mind, which they feel hard to shake off. So you see, dreams do have meaning, and they occur because some of the other rational explanations. All right, let's read further. Number one, dreams about being chased. It is a very common dream that everyone at some point has in their life Being chased in a dream means you have been avoiding something important or not acknowledging something. You should try to focus on your issues, so it might not be time to solve your problem once. Another meaning could be you do not want to take others' advice and are a closed-minded person. If you've had a daunting experience of being attacked by someone, then it could reflect in your dreams too. If you could understand who is chasing you, then you can fit the pieces. Dreams about falling. What does falling in a dream mean? Well, there are a clear expression of stability or security issues in your life. You might lack control in your life, basically in your job or relations. This could also mean that your life is going in the wrong direction. You might feel overwhelmed and stressed because of your recent dreams. You can take control of your life and fix what's going wrong. Number three, dreams about being naked. 
Having dreams about being naked means you are worried about how you appear or hiding something. Another meaning of being naked in a dream is that you might get exposed. The feeling of seeing yourself naked might be uncomfortable, but it could be the pressure of hiding things. Another possible reason to see yourself naked could be the pressure of comparing yourself with your peers. You might want to dial down the pressure of comparison to get rid of such dreams. Dreams about flying. Flying in dreams simply means confidence, hope, and freedom. The feeling of flying seems great, but if you wish to break down its meaning, then it could also be the feeling of independence. Another meaning of it could be that you have strong willpower to free yourself from all the obstacles. It also means you are ready to achieve many things in life. It could also mean that you have your life under control and are capable of taking it to the next level. Dreams about death. Dreaming about death could be scary, but in reality, it means you have accepted a change in your life and are ready for self-transformation. It means you have discovered or are ready to discover yourself. Dreams of dying are usually a positive sign, and there's nothing to worry about. Sometimes the dying dreams might not be about you. If you see someone else dying in your dream, then it could mean that their lifespan has increased. It could also mean you are reinventing your relationship with that person. If you see a dead person in your dreams, it could mean that you are having a hard time accepting their loss and want to have proper closure. According to a Hindu psychology, seeing a dead person refers to their unfulfilled wish. If you see someone deceased asking for something, then you should try to complete it for them. Number six, dreams about pregnancy. Pregnancy can mean that you are ready to take your relationship to the next level, or you are serious about this relationship. It could also mean there are new opportunities around the corner for you. It could also mean you are thinking about choosing a new job, and it could simply show your desire to get pregnant if that's what you want. Dreams about water. Dreams about water mean enormous success or disturbed emotional mental state. There are types of water that can appear in your dreams. If you see clear water, you have found clarity and are really clear about your wants. If you see muddy or dirty water, it can mean sadness or unclear feelings. Another meaning of seeing water could be that you are feeling unsupported by your loved ones. Water could be consuming or threatening. It possesses strong emotions such as anger, pain, happiness, or feeling stuck. What you are doing with the water or how it has surrounded you also interprets the meaning. Dreams about food. If you have food dreams, it could simply mean that your stomach is grumbling. If you have slept without eating, you feel hungry and just want to eat something. Dreams about food can also mean your desire to eat something nice. If you are longing for eating something fancy or specific, chances are you'll end up dreaming about it. Number nine, recurring dreams. If you've ever had the same dream over and over, you might think, what do recurring dreams mean? They could mean some unresolved issues in your life. You might not be focusing on something important. These dreams are not considered positive. There might be something that you need to resolve. The chances of having such dreams increases in people who are unhappy with their life. Number 10, dreams about animals. 
Seeing animals in the dream is related to personality traits. If you, it could mean you have similar personality traits for that animal. For example, seeing an owl could mean you have observant behavior. I've read other places where seeing an owl predicts a death. Seeing a dog could mean loyalty, while seeing a snake could mean many things, like good luck, untrustworthy people, or your hidden desires. Number 11. Dreams about taking tests. Dreams about taking tests could mean that you're not prepared for things in life. It could be something in your job, or an ongoing project, or a deadline approaching. Another meaning of taking the test could be a lack of confidence or you should face the unexpected events that are about to happen in your life. Number 12. Dreams about infidelity. Dreams about cheating could mean trust issues with your partner. If you see yourself cheating on your partner, it means you could you are not getting everything in that relationship. If you see your partner cheating on you, it could mean you have trust issues in the relationship. 13. Dreams where you can't move. I know I've had this one. It means you are it means being emotionally trapped and afraid of the future. Another meaning of it can be that you are not in control of your life. You might be making serious attempts to move or walk, but it's because of the emotions it would be impossible for you to move. Dreams where you can't speak. Sometimes you might dream that you cannot speak or have food in your mouth that cannot be swallowed. It all leads to the same thing. You might want to share something, but are not able to. Another reason you could have such dreams would be when you are unheard of or when your opinion doesn't matter. Dreams about meeting a celebrity. It means you have strong feelings for that celebrity or your inner desire or fantasy to meet or hang out with that celebrity. Another reason would be that you like to absorb some of the personality traits in that particular person. 16. Showing up late. Showing up late for something could simply mean you are dealing with high levels of stress, anxiety, or pressure. Could also lead you to dream like this. If you feel pressured about a job or a relationship, you might see yourself being late to timely appointments or events. As I'm sure many of you saw, the Netflix special, The Sandman, where humans go to the world called the Dreaming and experience half of their lives in this world called the Dreaming, where they have both dreams and nightmares created by the Sandman. While this is fantastical and made up, it's a very cool concept that we do spend most of our lives, or half of our lives, in sleep. So, with that in mind, Let's go over to a couple of articles about when we sleep, does our conscious go somewhere? All right. The first article is the Turnaround Blog. Do we get in touch with spiritual forces when we dream? A complete book of dreams and what they mean. In the complete book of dreams and what they mean, we're taking, taken on a fascinating journey through the theories behind dreaming. The author begins with an overview of different types of dreams, such as lucid dreaming, daydreaming, and even touches upon supernatural events such as premonitions. 
From there, Ashley goes deeper into study of dreaming, looking first from a scientific point of view, then to a religious one, and finally to a spiritual perspective. Through science, we've learned that REM sleep, commonly characterized by flickering of the eyes, is the time when we begin to dream. Ashley explores the theories from a well-known and famous psychologist such as Freud, Jung. Jung explains that science is more concerned with the physiological states of the dreamer, along with the chemistry and physics surrounding thought. The unconscious mind allows itself to be trained like a parrot, but the unconscious mind does not which is why St. Augustine thanked God for not making him responsible for his dreams. In scientific study, dreams, dreaming is known to come from the subconscious. We learned that Freud believed the dreams were encoded, coming deeply from the subconscious as a way of dealing with repressed memories or traumas. Interestingly, in religion, a much more divine approach is taken. Our dreams come from God himself or so many religious people believe. The act of dreaming is portrayed as a way which God can communicate with us and not something which occurs from our unconscious mind. Ashley takes a look at the various spiritual arts connected with dreaming, such as oracles, divination, contacting the dead through dreams, which is considered a dark art in most religions and is forbidden. Islam believes the spirit leaves the living body in sleep and is able to travel around. Even when daydreaming, the soul will wander but remains close, closer to the body than when sleeping. Dreams were believed to be sent by Allah, and evil dreams came from bad jinns. The theory of the spirit wandering in sleep is an interesting concept, one that has been explored in many horror films such as Insidious and Nightmare on Elm Street where the soul is shown to travel to different plane of reality. Of course, in these movies, it is usually to a dark place polluted with demons. The further one reads into theories Ashley presents, the more one wonders about the act of dreaming. What does it mean by falling into a deep sleep that we begin to dream? How do we accomplish this? Why do we do need to? One might even begin to wonder whether our soul travels to a different plane entirely when we sleep. Could it be true that when a nightmare takes form, we have been temporarily possessed by a demon, as believed by some religious groups? In Passages of Art, Literature, and Folklore chapter, Ashley explores whether inspiration emerges from our subconscious mind as opposed to conscious thought. All good art springs from the unconscious, we are reminded of famous artists such as Dali, who used his dreams as a source of inspiration, and as a result, created numerous masterpieces, most notably Persistence of Memory. Ashley showcases a variety of quotes by famous writers which convey the correlation between dreaming and inspiration. A dreamer is one who can only find his way by moonlight and his punishment is that he sees the dawn before the rest of the world, Oscar Wilde, the critic as artist. In other words, a person finds his way, his path, his direction, by dreaming, and for him, his punishment is to wake up too soon and end the dream. Perhaps the real reason why we dream is to create, 
to explore other possibilities, some impossible, yet all the impossible ideas that dreamers thought about eventually came into being, like the aircraft. It seems we need to be creative in order to evolve as a species. This has been one main factor which has helped us become the dominant species on the planet. Our ability to use our minds. Perhaps, after all, dreaming is a wholly scientific act rather than a spiritual one. Of course, when we touch upon the subject of premonitions, our opinions may be altered slightly. A great example of future being foreseen through dreams is presented by Ashley when he talks about Abraham Lincoln predicting his own death. In it, he walked into the East Room of the White House to find a covered corpse guarded by soldiers and surrounded by a crowd of mourners. When Lincoln asked one of the soldiers who had died, the soldier replied, the president, he was killed by an assassination. Perhaps unbeknown to the modern science of today, we have developed an ability to see into the future in order to protect ourselves from harm. Perhaps Lincoln was sent a message by God himself as a warning. Speculation can be invoked as to whether Lincoln's dream can be explained from a religious, spiritual, or scientific point of view. All in all, Ashley's book of dream interpretation is an informative yet provocative one. The complete book is a little gold mine of dream theories and symbol analysis, perfect for those who are fascinated by dreams, the occult, and the supernatural. All right, very cool synopsis of that book. I thought it went along well with the Sandman theory. Um, let's look at another article, Speaking Tree, What Happens to Our Soul While We're Dreaming by Anna Bamora. While some people write off their dreams as just the crazy things that happen when we sleep, there are others who are attuned with the dream world, Native Americans, and the dreams are a highly important factor in their culture. Young Native children are taught to remember their dreams as best they can so they might use them as guidance and as a window into their own mind. Dreams are incredibly significant to Native American culture because they believe that part of the soul leaves the body when one transitions into dream world. According to natives, every person on earth has three souls, not just a single one. The first is the ego soul, which manifests as breath. Then there's the body soul, which is what gives our body life and energy when we are part of the waking world. Finally, there is the free soul. The free soul is believed by natives to leave the physical body when one dreams. This is the part of one's soul that travels to other dimensions as the other two stay back with the physical body. Native Americans maintain that our minds do not actually dream in the capacity that we think they do. The body doesn't either. Instead, the free soul disconnects to travel the entire new realm where it can come in contact with other human souls. In this world, we can speak to non-humans as well. The dream world exists just as the physical world does, and we can learn more about the other by opening up to the experience of both. A large theme in Native philosophy includes the understanding that all life is one giant dream. To Natives, the dream world was just as important as the physical world. 
both of them reminders of the impermanent nature of life. The spirits and souls that guide every person can communicate with us in the dream world, and they often do so through symbolic interactions and events. It is during our dream state that we are able to both receive and transmit spiritual and psychic information. Natives regularly seek insight into their dreams from elders. Elders interpret their dreams and offer advice as to what their spiritual guide is trying to tell them, just as we use therapists and other medical professionals to help us understand the problems of the physical world. Dreams are where we find guidance and connect with the spirit. The dream world is just another plane of existence that our souls travel to when we sleep, but we use it to further our understanding of ourselves so that we might grow. Our spirit guides cannot directly influence the growth of one's soul, so it is in the dream world that they use symbolism to communicate the messages of guidance they want to send. If we choose to believe what the natives believe, then there is no denying the importance of one's dreams. We should do our best to remember them and reflect on them because they serve a purpose to help guide us through the hardships of the physical realm. That was a really cool article. All right. Let's take a short break and get right back into it after this. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. All right, welcome back. Let's look into uh, some paranormal dreams and what they mean. What do ghost dreams mean? This is from Dreams Co. UK. All right. Ever seen a ghost in your dreams and wondered what it could mean? Discover what it means to have this spooky dream. What does it mean to see ghosts in your dream? Many people believe a ghost is the soul or spirit of a dead person or animal that can appear to the living. Ghosts have been described as everything from wispy shapes to realistic forms, and seeing or being chased by a ghost are among the most common dreams. As part of our series of articles about dream interpretation, we explore ghost dreams and how this type of dream symbolizes unfinished business. The Dream You're at home with a group of friends, and you all decide to head out. The five of you get into your friend's car, then you realize you've forgotten your wallet and head back indoors to get it. As you head upstairs, you see a shadowy figure out of the corner of your eye, and a feeling of uneasiness washes over you. You look, you turn to look, and it's gone, so you grab your wallet and rush to get out the front door. As you flick the last light switch, the house is plunged into darkness, and you can feel something on your back. Feeling scared now, you keep looking ahead and jog down the long front path, towards your friends waiting in the car. Relieved, you climb into the passenger seat and you're smiling to yourself for getting spooked, for no reason. But one of your friends asks, What about your brother? Isn't he coming with us? 
Your answer, what do you mean? He went to work early tonight. He's already gone. The next question they ask is, so who is walking behind you when you were leaving the house? Variation of the dream. Dreams about ghosts vary widely. You may dream of a ghost attacking you, or perhaps you're being chased by a ghost or evil spirit. A ghost might talk to you, and it could be a friend or a relative, or someone you don't know. It could appear around your home as an unidentifiable light or a white ghost, like those depicted in cartoons. In some ghosts, the dream could even the ghost could even be you. Meaning of the dream. Reports of seeing ghosts, hearing voices, and being possessed by demonic spirits are common in cultures across the world. The ancient texts of great religions describe voices that speak from the air, visions that others can't see, and dead people who walk among the living. They're extraordinary stories, but the events they describe are deeply human, so it's not surprising that ghosts, demons, and evil spirits have made their way into popular culture and are common themes in many people's dreams. The meaning of these dreams can be as varied as the dreams themselves, but the overriding theme tends to be some unfinished business that is haunting you. Some psychics believe you can be visited by an actual ghost or spirit, particularly if you find the dream experience more vivid and real than usual. Common meanings behind ghost dreams. When you're dreaming, you've left your conscious and rational mind behind, so you may be more open to spiritual symbolism. So while dreaming about a ghost can be spooky, it might simply be your subconscious trying to tell you something, and a little self-reflection might help you interpret the dream and figure out exactly what the message is. Common takes on dreams about ghosts. From a ghost attacking you to becoming a ghost yourself, we look at some of the more precise meanings of specific ghost dreams below. Number one, a ghost attacking you. Is a ghost attacking you in your dream? This can, feel, this can mean you feel overwhelmed by situations or people in your life and out of control. Dreaming about being attacked by a ghost can also symbolize your fear of the unknown. If you're someone who often worries about what is yet to happen, this may be a common dream. You tend to feel anxious and have a sense of impending doom, as though something bad is about to happen soon. Ghost attack dreams represent your vulnerable and emotional state. It might be time to deal with the negative emotions head on so you can feel more in control of your life. Becoming a ghost. Dreams about becoming a ghost suggest you're feeling guilty or fearful of something in your past. You're being challenged to listen to your inner voice and confront your emotions so you can deal with the issue that's causing this dream. Being possessed by an evil spirit. Dreaming about an evil spirit that's possessing or paralyzing you, chances are you're experiencing sleep paralysis. This is scary as you'll feel unable to move or speak when you're falling asleep or waking up. It is a product of your partially awake brain, and you can help avoid this kind of dream by sticking to a regular bedtime routine and getting into healthy bedtime habits. answering the dream. So what can you do if you're experiencing ghost dreams? Dream expert Teresa Chung says dreaming about 
a ghost tends to refer to unfinished business you need to deal with because it's haunting you. If there's a ghost imagery in your dreams, try to dig deep and figure out if there's any loose ends that need tying up in your life that may be weighing on your subconscious. Let's see. I want to hop over to From Dreams to Night Terrors. Discover Magazine has an article called Night Terrors when it's more than just a bad dream. Scientists are still working to fully understand what causes night terrors and how to stop them. By Karina Woodenberg. As the ceiling began crashing down around me, I reached for the hand beckoning me from above. I screamed as I attempted to grasp my rescuer's two distant fingertips, afraid I would be buried alive. When my roommates woke me, my heart was still beating rapidly as I gripped the center beam of the cabin we were sharing. My body hanging maybe two feet off the floor. It was the summer of 2009. We were at Yosemite for a family reunion, a family I would marry into several years later. I was sharing the space with two other young women I didn't know very well, and I was making a terrific impression. As I hung from the ceiling, one of them held my waist while the other turned on the light. As everything slid back into focus, I knew instantly I wasn't in any danger. Embarrassed from my late-night theatrical display, I dropped off the beam and scurried back to bed. The three of us erupted into laughter from the shock of it all. Experts may disagree on exactly what I experienced, but I have always referred to them as night terrors. Terrors of the night. More than just a nightmare, night terrors are marked by intense panic. The sufferer will often scream and flail about for a period lasting from a few minutes up to an hour, often startling the people around them. The episodes are more common in children, but an estimated 2% of the adult population experience them. I've experienced night terrors or something similar my entire life, though they are usually not as dramatic as my cabin episode. After retelling this particular event to a California-based sleep physician, Kimberly Chong, however, she told me my experience didn't quite fit the night terror definition. What you're describing kind of blends into two different things, she says. It's a classic night terror, or in a classic night terror, the sufferer doesn't typically remember a dream associated with their actions, she explains. Also, aside from some flailing, night terror sufferers tend to stay put. More complex behaviors, the climbing, actually leaks into the parasomnia, parasomnia world. Parasomnias are defined as disorders that cause unusual behaviors during sleep. They include night terrors, but sleepwalking, sleep talking, Sleep eating and even sleep sex are different forms of parasomnias too. Sleeping soundly or not. Night terrors are known to occur in the stage of sleep known as N3. This is a deep dreamless sleep that takes place roughly half an hour to an hour after a person falls asleep. This stage of sleep is repeated throughout the night. 
The longest period happens during the first sleep cycle, which is why most night terrors occur in the first half of the night. Children are also known to have more N3 stages, which is why night terrors are more common in youth. From studying brain waves during sleep, doctors know adults who suffer night terrors are experiencing micro-awakenings in two sections of the brain. Trunk says, one section is the motor cortex, which is responsible for movement, the cingulate cortex, which happens or which helps regulate emotions, is the other. These little arousals are caused by a very variety of factors from breathing disorders, namely sleep apnea, to psychological issues like anxiety. Alcohol and other drugs are known to play a role too. Sleep deprivation can also bring on a night terror. Because the body is overtired, it will dip into replenishing in 3 stage quicker and stay there longer. So why so scared? Although certain night terrors triggered, triggers have been identified, there is still so much that has yet to be understood, like the best treatment options and why for some they even extend into adulthood. It's a source of frustration, but also one intrigue for those studying them. There's not a lot in medicine these days where we're still learning a whole lot. We know so much about the heart. We know so much about the brain and the lungs on a cellular level. But sleep is actually still a big mystery. And I find that really fascinating. Because night terrors are uncommon in adulthood, there can be stigma attached to them. Minnesota resident Cheval Olvin is looking to change that. My friends make jokes or say, oh, it's just a nightmare, or you're growing up, you'll get over it. Olven 31 has lived irregular night terrors her entire life, experiencing them an average of four nights per week. Typically, they manifest as classic sit-up-in-bed-and-scream variety, but they can get more involved too. In one of those more memorable episodes, Olven broke her nose. I just ran out of bed, out of the bedroom. Instead of hurtling down a hallway, I ran straight into a wall. I literally had to wake up my daughter and bring her to the emergency room so I could get my nose set. In an effort to bring night terror sufferers together, she started a support group on Facebook. Alright. Some people are waking up in the woods and not even knowing how they got there, Olvin says. This can be a very serious condition, and this could lead to unwanted injuries. This can even lead to death. Very cool article. All right. Nightmares and Night Terrors from Hopkins Medicine. Night terrors are a sleep disorder in which a person quickly awakes from sleep in a terrified state. The cause is unknown, but night terrors are often triggered by fever, lack of sleep, or periods of emotional tension, stress, or conflict. Night terrors are like nightmares, except that nightmares usually occur during rapid eye movement, REM sleep, and are most common in early morning. Night terrors usually happen in the first half of the night, as already discussed. Also, night terrors are most common in pre-adolescent boys, though they are fairly common in children three to five years old. The following are common characteristics of a night terror. 
sudden awakening from sleep, persistent fear or terror that occurs at night, screaming, sweating, confusion, rapid heart rate, no recall of bad dreams or nightmares, unable to fully wake up, difficult to comfort. All right. There's actually some that they say you should contact your medical provider if the child has drooling, jerking, or stiffening, tears are interrupted sleep on a regular basis, tears last longer than 30 minutes, your child does something dangerous during an episode, and other symptoms occur with night terrors, your child has daytime fears, you feel family stress may be a factor, and you have other questions or concerns about your child's night terrors. Wow, some even suggest a psychological evaluation. My goodness. All right, let's hop on over to the Washington Post. Mom, it's our eighth year of night terrors. I'm convinced there's more to it than just bad dreams. By Susan Fishman. Your kids are old souls. A new teacher at school tells me after spending one-on-one -on -one time with both my children. I know I'm not the first parent to hear this expression or sense it myself. From a knowing look when I was on the brink of a meltdown, an insightful, comforting remark when I lost my brother-in-law to cancer. Perhaps it's what's playing in the back of my mind each time I'm jolted awake by a familiar, haunting scream coming from my seven-year-old son's room. I race to find him crouched on his bed, his trembling body scooting back as if to escape something, his eyes wide with fright. Mommy! Mommy, no! It's our eighth year of night terrors, with our son and 10-year-old daughter, and call it motherly instinct, I'm convinced there's more to it than just horrible dream, or the byproduct of stress, fever, or an overactive day, the usual triggers, according to professionals. Yet for me, not sufficient explanation for such a dramatic, mind-altering event. It seems not of this life. Only 1 in 6% of children experience night terrors, according to the American Academy of Sleep Medicine. When I tell people my kids have them, I usually get a raised eyebrow with a sort of confused gaze. Maybe this is the fancy new way of saying nightmare, they're thinking. Even our pediatrician responded with a feigned empathy, as if they were unfortunate nightclub incidents cushioned by drunken stupor. Don't worry, she said. They don't remember any of it. But for those of you who've been there, you know that terror is indeed an appropriate moniker, and those who haven't, well, count yourself lucky. The episodes are consistent, at least. From the edge of my son's bed, I talk in hushed, rhythmic tones, trying to soothe and reassure him that I'm there. He looks past me, or right through me, in a heart-racing panic, tears rolling down his face. Stop, I don't want to, and then a whimpering, Mommy, Mommy. Sometimes it appears as if he's looking right at me, can hear me, but if I try to put my arm around him or smooth the back of his hair, he cowers in fear, as if I'm the enemy, all the while calling out for help. It's painful to watch his face, because he looks like he has the look no parent wants to see, as if he's being forced into something unthinkable. It's hard not to imagine what this may be, and I'm there the whole ordeal unfolds, and my hands are tied. There's no way to get to him. As much as I've sat through them, they still rattle me. This goes on for about 10 minutes. 
It feels like a lot longer. Until he suddenly falls back down on the bed. It just stops, and he's back in deep sleep. It's not a nightmare, no. He can't be awakened, and as promised, remembers nothing when he does wake up. Some kids flail about and hit, some sleepwalk, posing in real safety risk. We're lucky in that they usually last no more than 10 minutes, because for some kids, this can go on for up to an hour. Uncanny is another word I may use to describe it. As do most professionals, the National Sleep Foundation considers the night terror a parasomnia, which includes anything abnormal that occurs during sleep. While experts have cited everything from genetics to medications to sleep apnea as possible causes, others point to emotional memories or larger unresolved fear that a child is trying to offload night after night. Therapist Carol Bowen, who's been researching child past life memories for more than 25 years, believes this can be a memory from a past life experience. The psychiatrist Brian Weiss agrees. A specialist in past life therapy, Weiss says he has found that, as with deja vu or an aptitude for something like foreign language, night terrors are vivid, detailed dreams that can be signs of past life memory emerging. Past life recollections aren't always actual memories, he writes in Miracles Happen. They may also contain symbols and metaphors that need to be interpreted so their meaning and message can become clear. Sounds crazy, perhaps. Crazier than, say, an idea of a heaven or hell? A transitional realm such as pur purgatory? Or are we willing to consider that many children are describing or experiencing as something from a previous life? Many religions and faiths have done so for centuries, and polls show that a quarter of Americans believe in reincarnation, although there is still limited scientific data to, to support it. The Lifetime Movie Network is apparently on board. The network series Ghost Inside My Child follows the confounding stories who claim of children who claim they remember living and dying in past lives. This reports that Children of all ages who make these claims are quite common, and hundreds of these accounts have been scientifically documented, researched, and studied in both the United States and abroad since the 1950s. I'm intrigued to say the least. I often wonder what it is about kids that puts them in unusual state when they sleep. They seem happy and healthy, deemed normal by all accounts. There's no sleep apnea, trauma, or family history to speak of. It's hard to say, but it certainly feels as if there is something beyond explanation that's driving these highly intense events. These realizations are important, Bowman said, because our children aren't experienced. Our children are experienced souls who come to us for a reason. Many of us parents, after all, can relate to the idea that our children are often our best teachers, provoking us in ways that, yes, drive us crazy. But upon closer look, reveal lessons we need to learn. The Mayo Clinic reports that most kids with night terrors will outgrow them by their teenage years. Our youngest is seven, so we still have a ways to go. We've discovered one thing that helps though. Since night terrors generally occur during the transition of the deepest state of non-REM sleep to lighter REM sleep, gently waking my son for a phase just enough to stir tends to disrupt the sleep pattern, giving him a peaceful night. And my daughter, who occasionally has terrors,
has almost outgrown them. Let's see. All right. Good story. Let's take a break. Get right back at it after this. All right. Hopping on over to uh educational site on here. Um, it's talking about nightmares. The mare in Nightmare is not the female horse, but Mara, an Anglo-Saxon and Old Norse term for a demon that sat on a sleeper's chest, causing them to have bad dreams. In High German, the demon who causes bad dreams is most often an alp. A word is entomology entomologically related to elf the alp even though windows and doors might be tightly closed and locked to keep out the alps they can still get in through the smallest poles which they seek out in special pleasure in the still of the night one can hear the sound they make in the wall getting in if one gets up quickly and plugs up the hole they must stay in the room and cannot escape even after the doors have been opened then, before setting them free, one must make them promise never to disturb the place again. On such occasions, they have complained pitifully that they have little children at home who will perish if they do not leave. A trud or an alp often travels a great distance to make this nighttime visit. Once, some herdsmen were out in a field in the middle of the night. They were watching the herds not far from the body of water. An alp came by, climbed into the boat, and untied it from the bank, rode it, with an oar that he himself had brought along and climbed out, tied up the boat on the other side, and continued on his way. After a while, he returned and rowed back. The herdsman, however, after observing this for several nights and allowing it to happen, decided to take the boat away. When the alp returned, he began to complain bitterly and threatened to herdsmen that they would have to bring the boat back immediately if they wanted to have peace, and that is what they did. Some people have laid in a hackle, an iron tooth comb for preparation of flax on their body in order to keep alps away, but an alf often turns it over, pressing the points to the sleeper's body. A better precaution is to turn one's shoes around at the side of the bed so that it hooks and the laces are next to you. When an alp is pressing against you, you can turn your thumb into your hand and he will have to retreat. Alps often ride your horses during the night, and the next morning you can see how exhausted they are. They can also be repelled with horse heads. If you don't move your chair before going to sleep, the mare will ride it during the night. They like to give people's hair snarls, while whole grain braids and mare braids by sucking on their hair, then braiding it. When a nurse diapers a child, she must make the signs of the cross and open up a corner, otherwise the alp will re-diaper the child. If you say to an alp that is pressing upon you, Trud, come tomorrow and I will lend you something, then he will immediately retreat and come the next day in the form of a human order, in order to borrow something. Or you can call out to him, come tomorrow and drink with me, and the person who sent him will have to come. According to Pretorius, such a person's eyebrows grow together along one line. Others claim such a person's eyebrows grow together on their forehead. There are others who can send an alp to those they hate 
or are angry with merely with their thoughts. He comes out of their eyebrows, looking like a small white butterfly, and sits on the breast of the sleeping person. All right, the Alp, Germany. The Alp is a demonic being which presses upon sleeping people so they cannot utter a sound. These attacks are called Alpdruck, nightmares. A girl told how the Alp came through her came to her through a keyhole. She was not able to call for help. Later, she therefore asked her sisters to call out her name in the night, and the Alp would go back out through the keyhole. In Zwickau, they claim the Alp will go away if one invites him for coffee the following morning. It is also believed that the Alp crushes animals to death. For example, if young geese are placed in a pig pen and they die, it is said that an Alp crushed them to death. It is believed that by stopping up the keyhole, placing one's shoes with the toes facing the door, and then getting into bed backwards, one can protect oneself against nightmares or more trident mare rides. Further, one can put something made of steel, for example an old pair of scissors, in one's bed straw. A person suffering from nightmares should urinate into a clean new bottle Hang the bottle in the sun for three days, carry it without saying a word to a running stream, and then throw it over one's head into the stream. Wow. <laughs> All right, those are some legends. Pretty cool, pretty cool. I looked up what uh, spiritual meanings about uh, having a dream about a demon, but none of them were very scary. It was... Um, basically symbolism and you're dreaming because you have conflict internal trauma temptation or addiction fear and anxiety losing control danger guilt treachery or infidelity fortitude success after struggle unexpected gains so there's some positive and some negative reasons why you might be having those dreams All right, we're going to jump on over into some stories about dreams. Um, I know I've gotten into the technical and the scientific, so now let's get into the stories. All right, I saw a halo, a circle of white light directly above my roof in an early morning of December of 2020. Also that month, a being told me a specific event that would unfold, which have thus far, which have thus far. This being woke me, saying, watch me turn on the light. I opened my eyes and saw its semi-transparent limb stretch up to my ceiling fan and pull the cord, turning on my light. While I was lying in bed, they told me what would soon occur, saying, try to survive. These experiences are not the first I have had communicating with spirits. The first dream I had in which a spirit interacted with me was as a child, dreaming of my deceased brother. Before he visited me in a field, smiling and breathing his soul into my mouth, I had no idea he ever existed. He told me in my dream of his death, which occurred before I was born, and to ask my mother about it. His words echoed in my head as I woke up. I walked into her living room and asked her about him, whom she had never mentioned to me before. She turned white and asked how I knew. Very cool. The next one, 
I had a dream about some crystals, thousands in fact, mostly clear quartz, might have been a red crystal and citrine, and there was extremely rainbowy ones, and they cost money, and a person sent me money, so I took pounds of crystals away with me after that part. I think I got sent to a weird purgatory. There was this apartment run down, and a lot of people, they reminded me of a couple family members who have passed away. They were family-friendly and vivid, and explained they were dead. We sat together and laughed together and watched TV, and everyone was so kind, and they explained they liked to scare the living, so they led me to another room and scared my mother and son. I assumed they got so terrified they laughed. We went back to the apartment, and a presence came in very angry. I was around, and I said I couldn't be here, and why was I here, and tried to forcefully shove me out, and the people were fighting everything around me changed. The couches got dirty, the people were crying, there were blood stains on the couch, possibly from a gunshot. Everything turned sad, and people were crying, wanting to go. I was then taken out of the apartment, and that is when the dream was random again, and I was in an abandoned mall maze, and then woke up. This was a dream, extremely realistic, and I still feel uneasy. I feel uncomfortable to even use the crystals at the moment. I don't know if this means anything. All right, very cool. The next one um, is one of my own. It was whenever I was really seeking kind of the purpose of life and how everything is energy and so I went to a psychic, like a, a card reader. And while I know there's a lot of fakes out there, when I walked into this person's uh, establishment, it was buzzing. Like I could feel the vibrations all over. So I knew something would probably happen while I was there. She was pretty accurate in everything she said about my life. Um... And then it got to the end, and she said, have the dream started yet? And I told her, no, I don't think so. And she said, just wait, they're going to. I am telling you, for at least three months afterwards, I had movie-quality dreams. <laughs> they were so vivid and exciting. I looked forward to going to sleep every night because I knew it was going to be an awesome adventure kind of movie dream <laughs> fast forward to now i still have dreams and everything all the time a lot of it has to do with spiritual warfare believe it or not <laughs> i wonder why filling my head with all the paranormal stuff but i know last night i had a pretty vivid dream i still remember in which i felt like a person that would like go into houses and like remove demons from it and like clear the house. And as I was doing this, I kind of felt like a fake, like this isn't really real. But in doing this, I was like rhyming and chanting about protection and stuff. And then I said, I opened a portal and the girl that owned the house looked at me like, why would you say that? And then she said something like, in 10 day, really loud and strong, and all the activity stopped. And I was like, oh, she's legit. 
cool. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that was just last night. But I know whenever I was still searching for my path and all that, um, it was after I went and saw the card reader and all that. I had a dream where I saw this woman in like this uh, amphitheater with water. She was pretty much water bending, if that gives you a visual. She was moving the water through the air, making horses and dolphins and birds and just so many cool things with the water. And I said, cool, I knew magic was real. I knew it was real, you know, and this was proof. And so suddenly the amphitheater was filled with people and it was my turn to go do this. And she brought me up there to teach me how to do this magic. And then whenever I was ready to do it, I was looking at the crowd as she whispers, this isn't for them. This is just for you. And for some reason, that dream has stuck with me and kind of taught me a lesson that not everything that happens to you, you know, is meant for public consumption. But apparently these dreams are. <laughs> You're welcome. So moving on from that, let's get into some stories of people that had other dreams and see what they have to say. All right. This is from Reddit. I saw this post online where you're supposed to ask what day or what time it is to get some weird answers while lucid dreaming. I realized I was in a dream when talking to someone, so I started asking them what time it was, and everything kind of went dark with no color, like a very dark shade coating everything. I could only kind of see the person's eyes still. They were still slightly brighter for some reason. If I wasn't preparing for something really weird, I would have been scared. But some reason, one of them picked me up on his back in the darkness and started to run away with me. But I woke up in another lucid dream confused. It was like I had to reset. Before I asked, they looked like people. I was talking to a sweet kid with ginger hair and freckles. When I realized and asked the time, it was like his costume of his character disappeared and he turned grayish with no real features except the eyes. I didn't feel like he was mad at me for seeing. Or, yeah, I didn't feel like he was mad at me for seeing, but it felt like I wasn't supposed to know. Anyone have similar experiences? All right. I'm going to read some of these comments because they're cool. I don't recommend. I asked in a lucid dream last night while in a car full of people. They all turned around and looked at me, and it was like a glitch. Then they drove the car into a tree, and it went black after that. I just did that last night since I've been starting to lucid dream for the first time and remembered about asking what time it was. So I went up to a person and said, what time is it? Everything became quiet for a second. Then the person's eyes became all black and started saying, it is approximately 10.31 p.m. and other things I forgot. And then I woke up. I'm now wondering if something will happen at 10.31 p.m. since people say not to ignore dreams. So I have no idea what it means, but it was kind of creepy, especially since it was day when I asked what time it was. 
Hi. I had seen the same thing about asking the time. I realized I was dreaming mid-dream. When I realized, I remembered about asking the time. So I immediately ran to the nearest man and blurted out, What time is it? As soon as the words left my mouth, everything went gray around me. I was immediately put into sleep paralysis, it felt like. Vibrations started at my face, then spread across my whole body. I moaned and groaned until I was able to wake myself up. I had sleep paralysis the next night after, for the second time ever, and not since. All right. Had a lucid dream last night. Asked the DC the time. The first response I got was from a dark-skinned boy with a stone glare. He looked me dead in the eye and said, the time doesn't matter, and kept walking. Wasn't satisfied with that, and asked the next group I see. The first person said, 32. Then the person beside interjected, nah, nah, it's 26. Both of them laughing as they said it. Don't think anything of it till I woke up and realized they were referring to my age. I met a longtime friend since elementary I hadn't seen him forever in my dream. I asked for his number, and when I looked at it in my phone, it was just all over the place. I was so confused. Then realized after I woke up, like, holy crap, that really just happened so vividly. I don't know if it relates to what you're asking. It's probably because we can't read or make sense in dreams. Or so they say. Hey, I just had this dream, and the same description of the kid, ginger hair and sweet kid. I was just writing down on paper because he was telling me he'll pass me a message for my friend. While writing, I asked the date and time too, and for me, I hear a weird gurgling sound, and everything went black, and I woke up. Feeling scared. Yeah, it was quite weird. I just saw something online saying that if you lucid dream to ask a character the date and time, I asked a little girl with blonde hair the date, and she told me it was August 20th, 2020. It puts it into perspective. I never thought I was dreaming in the past. I was driving down a dark, winding road with girlfriend and pet cat. The road had blind turns and hills with headlights and dash kept losing power and not turning on at all, but was trying to follow a car in front of me when I remembered it was maybe a dream. I remembered to ask the time. Girlfriend looked over from the passenger seat and said it was 9.99, with a straight face like it was normal. Let go of the gas, and the car pulled itself into a driveway, and I woke up. I asked the time in my dream last night, and the girl I asked said, don't say that, and just ran away from me. I asked the, and the only answer I got was, don't worry about it. I was hoping for something more interesting than that. I tried this last night. It took me a while to realize I was dreaming because I was just at home. But once I realized, I asked my stepmom the date. All of a sudden, there were other people in the room who turned their heads and angrily stare at me. My stepmom did at first too, but then said, 13 or 14. Today is actually the 14th, which I realized when I woke up. I never keep track of dates, so that was weird to me. And then she left the room. The staring kind of freaked me out, but I wanted to try again, so I went up to one of the men and asked what time it is. They all stared again, and the man I asked 
jolted at me, grabbed me by the shoulder, and started shoving me backwards until I woke up. It was super freaky. I was scared to go back to sleep for a little while. I just read about asking the time during lucid dreams last night before bed. I asked two people in my dream. One said 18H-11. Another person said 1355. I was confused, but when I woke up in the morning, I wondered if they had been taking, talking in military time. So freaky. I also asked a ginger kid with freckles and blue eyes. I asked if he was the son, my son in a different world, and he said yes. All right. A few more. I did that today and nothing happened. We, Because we, we associate fear with asking that question. But when I did it, around a group of people, my subconscious manifested into a human. And then he said, the time was 20 to 2. And I started telling them that this isn't real and that they're in my dream. They started getting confused about myself. Said, I'm not part of your dream. I'm with you, in you, in your dream. And I was shocked when I woke up. I had two lucid dreams a few nights ago. The first time I ran up to someone and frantically asked, what day is it? What time is it? Where are we? And I almost instantly woke up. I also met a little girl in that dream that I've never met before. When I went back to sleep, I was walking along a creepy street in my neighborhood, and I was holding my littlest sister's hand. The same little girl was following behind from my previous dream. She was talking so much, I turned around and asked, who even are you? And she made a face like it was a dumb question, but said nothing. I saw a man walking down the street, so I ran up to him and asked the same questions. He started screaming at me, saying, You don't know what you're talking about. This is a time capsule. And he turned into a gross-looking alien-like creature. My dream then turned into a single picture, oddly enough, just office supplies on the desk. I was scared, so I tried to wake up and couldn't for a moment. I can still hear him screaming at me and continually calling me bad names. All right. Pretty cool. Uh, pretty cool stories. I always find the most fascinating stories on Reddit. We're going to go into self.com. 16 weird dreams people actually had during the pandemic. Dreams. Weird, vivid, wild, memorable dreams have become a staple of my pandemic experience, and I'm not the only one. Across social media, people are using the hashtag pandemic dreams to share how the global coronavirus crisis is manifesting in their unconscious minds. Plenty of cool articles have ventured to explain why this is happening too. Personally, I'm not super interested in why. I've been long having I've long been used to my anxieties and experiencing invading my dreams in uncanny ways, and I'm woo-woo enough not to need a scientific explanation for why countless people have all dreamt of their teeth falling out when they're stressed. Instead, I'm interested in what, in the what. So I ask people to share what's been going down in dreamland for them over the past two months. Here's what they had to say. Number one, the one where you're back in college. I had a dream the other night that I was walking through Manhattan and it was absolutely crowded with college-age women. Everyone was, was in big groups. No one was wearing a mask. 
and I was holding my breath and running to get into my apartment, which in dream logic was a college dorm room. There were doormen in every building, and they were all yelling at the maskless passerbys, asking if their lives were worth it. It was so chilling and real, from the class dynamics to the contagion, it was so wild to wake up from it and realize just how pervasive and constant the fear had become. Number two, the one in a stressful spa. I had a dream last night that my favorite spa had reopened and I learned I was one of the first allowed to go in after it had closed down due to the coronavirus. It sounded so amazing. And when I got there, I learned I could only enjoy the spa while wearing a hazmat suit along with a gas mask. There were a number of other safety precautions being taken, but I remember that it was the least relaxing thing possible, and the look of horror on all the employees' eyes were very sad. The one where you disappointed Bernie Sanders. I was in a classroom from my elementary Catholic school. I was in the back of the class, a 28-year-old woman with my classmates. I was panicking because for some reason I thought I had to eat the molding art clay that was in front of us. It was so vivid, I felt like I could taste it while dreaming. Then all of a sudden, Bernie Sanders in there, is there, and he's reprimanding me for eating clay. He's like pretty upset, and I'm super embarrassed. There's no way to hide it because my mouth is full of clay. I believe this dream ended with him telling me to go spit it out. I felt like I let everyone down. <laughs> I really preferred to not let Bernie Sanders down. Wow, that one was funny. Number four, the one where you can't stop touching everything. I recently moved home from London before the pandemic. I dreamed I got had gone on a trip back to visit and was riding the bus around the city, generally sightseeing. The pandemic was going on and I and I and everyone around me were wearing masks. As I moved about, I was very aware I was touching bus poles and could be contracting the virus, yet I didn't stop. I knew I planned to return home to New York at the end of my trip and that my grandpa was very sick in the old folks home and we were worried about him. I was anxious and freaking out about it when traveling around, yet I still continued going about touching things, knowing I'd be going home and very likely bringing it back to the family. The one that's too real. I keep dreaming I'm just doing my job in excruciating realistic detail. I wake up and feel like I've already worked an eight-hour shift, and then I have to actually work an eight-hour shift. Wow, I've done that before. Excel spreadsheets, the works. All right, number six, the one where you can't enjoy the water park. I had a dream I was at a water park with my husband, an ex-boyfriend, one of my uncles, and a handful of children who seemed to belong to us. It was so vivid. There were those sunscreen dispensers everywhere, and sunshine pop was playing over the loudspeakers. Everyone had an inner tube around their waist. I decided to hit the wave pool, but no matter how I timed it, I couldn't catch the wave and body surf it. I was vis visibly frustrated when one by one, my husband, ex, uncle, and imagined kiddos all joined me in the pool to try and teach me. In turn, they each lost patience with me and body surfed away until I was the last person left in the pool. I struggled there, jumping just for a second too early or too late, for what felt like hours until I woke up tangled in my bed sheets. I was irritable the next morning, and if I'm being honest, a little fire ignites a week later as I type this. 
Why couldn't I catch a wave? <laughs> the one with the war and filing. A large filing cabinet came to life and gave me a tour of the former military garrisons in Afghanistan. Wow. The one with all the guinea pigs. I had a dream with my roommate and I got guinea pigs and for some reason we put them in the drawer of the nightstand in my room. The guinea pigs were the size of mice and I had a bad feeling about them. I told my roommate I couldn't keep them anymore and when I opened the drawer to give them to her they jumped up and bit my hair. Then I woke up. The one where you did it. Dreamt I woke from a coma with amnesia to find I'd previously been a serial killer and had run around hiding the horrific evidence that put, would put me away. Wow. Number 10, the one that makes zero sense. I was sick in a musical theater themed children's hospital in Boston, but they wouldn't let me use the bathroom. They made me walk around to the street to Red Lobster every time I needed to pee. <laughs> the one with grandpa. I dreamed my bedridden grandpa, who had a stroke as well, was well again, and my whole family was around the table. He said something to me in Hindi, which I didn't understand. My dad got annoyed with me for not understanding. I had a tantrum about how it's my parents' fault for not teaching it to me when I was younger, then expecting me to understand now. I woke up in tears. The one was with an interesting investment. My boyfriend bought a dilapidated red barn full of antiques from an old man in overalls. Since light streamed through the slats, we decided sunshine was a good omen, decided to move in, and it turned out to be one of the beds belonged to Marcel Proust. Number 13, the one where everyone is running. In my dream, I'm on a hill, rushing down among tall grasses, only half illuminated by the moon. I hear the steps of people ahead of me, jumping to avoid potholes and snags, just as I am. My face is hot and sweaty. My heart is beating hard in my chest. We are running away from something. Ahead of me, I can see people appear and disappear in the darkness. They're wearing plaid shirts in different colors, flapping wildly. And I think, this is how bulls in the ring must feel. The one where you're stuck. I keep having stress dreams that I can't escape out of a nursing home. Sometimes I feel I just feel horrible and stuck. Sometimes I manage to escape through a back door as I'm being chased. I take to flight. The one that you wish was real. I had a dream about an empty, fully stocked supermarket, just rows and rows of food and no people. The one that's way better than reality. My dreams have been awesome. Nothing about the pandemic at all. Just really realistic dreams that I'm part of whatever TV show I've been watching that week. So far, I've hunted vampires with the Winchesters, hung out with David and Patrick in Schitt's Creek, and was a contestant on Too Hot to Handle. All right. Cool and funny stories. Let's see take a break get back at it after this all right let's hop on over to ranker and read 20 crazy stories about people who had prophetic dreams that came true by amanda sedlak 
Heavener. You may not need, or you need not be a superhero or an actual psychic or anyone with any type of premonitory powers to experience a psychic or prophetic dream. Stranger vessels than you have predicted the future, so don't sell your intuition short. Some people dream about a feeling or a weird scene that reemerges when they're awake. Others remember seeing a loved one perish and hearing them say goodbye, only to find they've done so in real life. The weird, weird dream premonitions can be surprising and even unsettling, especially the moment when you realize they've come true. Below are some Reddit true stories about prophetic dreams people actually watched come true. They might shock you with their specific teeth of detail with different dreams predicting both public and personal experiences. But know there are some gifts people may never understand. All right. Dreamed about a fight. I lived in a small town growing up and there was one mechanic who had a shop. I hung out there a lot just because I love cars, and he did quite a few repairs for me. I actually developed a decent relationship with the guy. I had a dream that we flat out had it out as if we were about to fight each other, but I blew it off thinking it was an absolutely absurd. Fast forward a little less than a year, and he ripped me off and lied to my grandpa about what happened. We have never spoken a word to each other since, and he gives me a death stare every time I see him. It's a gift. I'm a little late for this, but I had a precognitive dream for my entire life. Or I've had precognitive dreams for my entire life. Most of the time, they were about inconsequential things, but now and then, they are important. My feeling about them is that they show how interconnected we all are, and the time isn't a straight line. You may be interested to read about the Bell's Theorem. I pay attention to these dreams and tell family about them. I actually saved my niece's life once after dreaming about her being in danger. I think that lots of people have this ability, some more than others, just like some people can make music better than others. It's a gift. A bag of chips and a stomach ache. I remember, let's see. I remember having a dream as a kid. I was in my family car on a certain road near the house I was living in, and I remember I was eating a bag of chips. Then I remembered my stomach ache. Fast forward sometime later, the exact same thing happened on the exact same road. Same time my stomach started aching, and my bag of chips in my hands. It was mind-blowing to me as a kid. The Columbia Crash. I've only had one premonition type of dream, and it came true within hours. In the dream, I was standing in a field, looking up into morning sky, watching a fireball fall with smoke trail behind it. Pieces of it were breaking off here and there. I was with a handful of other people who I did not know. We were all looking up in amazement. A radio was on, and there was a man stating, do not touch any pieces of the spacecraft that may crash to Earth due to potential radiation contamination and things of that nature. We all stood looking in the sky for a few moments before I woke up. When I woke up from the dream, I noticed it was still dark outside, so I looked at the clock. It was 2.35 a.m. I got up, drank some water, laid back in bed, and thought about the dream for a while. 
I was having trouble going back to sleep, so I turned on the radio and eventually drifted back to sleep. I woke up in the morning, and to my disbelief, I was hearing the same voice from the radio in my dreams hours before on the radio now, saying similar things. I thought, what is going on? I turned on the TV, switched it over to the news channel, and saw this video of the sc- uh, on the screen. Space Shuttle Columbia had just disintegrated during re-entry. I get goosebumps even today thinking about it. Tripped in the Woods I had a dream once when I was in the woods, tripped over something and smashed my teeth in. I was an air cadet at the time, and there was optional night exercise that was due to happen in my local woods in the same week that I had the dream. I chose not to go. One of the more senior cadets did go on the night exercise. He tripped over something in the dark woods and smashed three teeth out. The neighborhood mom grew up in. I used to have recurring dreams all the time about driving through a neighborhood that I had never been to before. When I was about eight, my mom took me driving to show me the neighborhood she grew up in. I grew up in Arizona, and we were in Chicago, and this neighborhood was exactly as it was in my dream. I was freaking out, but nobody believed me. She showed me my grandparents' first house, and everything was spot on as I dreamt it. Still gives me the willies to this day. I dreamed granddad passed away. I had a dream when I was about six years old about my granddad dying. In the dream, I was with my dad working towards the hospital walking towards the hospital my granddad was at. He had heart troubles, and I went every weekend to see him in the hospital. While we were walking up, my aunt and uncle were walking towards us, and my aunt was crying. She tells us he's gone. A week later, the exact same thing happened. I didn't tell my dad about that dream until I was about 17. She was not pregnant. Several years ago, a friend of mine was trying for her first child. A couple months after trying, she developed all the symptoms of early pregnancy. Misperiodment, heightened sense of smell, food cravings, the whole nine yards. She took an early pregnancy test, and it was inconclusive. We were both totally convinced that she was with child. She made an appointment with her doctor to confirm. The night before her appointment, I dreamed about her. She came to me and told me she was not pregnant. It was so vivid and real, I told her about it the next morning, and we laughed and we were both so sure that she was pregnant. She went to the doctors, and sure enough, she was not pregnant. She had a fairly large ovarian cyst that was causing all the symptoms. Either she or I knew that cysts could cause pregnancy symptoms, but my dream was correct and timely. A weird moment in time. I went to high school in Antioch, California, and graduated from Antioch High School in June 1986. Antioch's nearest neighborhood town is Pittsburgh, California, home of the Pittsburgh High School. As of June 1986, I had never attended Pittsburgh High, didn't know anyone who went to Pittsburgh High, and had only set foot on the campus of Pittsburgh High once in my life, attending a football game in my junior year. In the weeks following graduation, still in June of 1986, my then-girlfriend and I were house-sitting for a friend. One night, I dreamed that I had auditioned for the play, The Crucible. In my dream, my girlfriend and I were leaving her father's business office and driving to Pittsburgh High to see if they, if I had been cast in the play. We were going to Pittsburgh High because that's where the cast list was going to be posted. 
When I awoke, I told my girlfriend about the strange dream. It was very lifelike, and it made no sense. I'd been very active in drama in high school, but all other elements were out of place in typical dream fashion. After all, I had just graduated high school and never attended Pittsburgh anyway, so why would I be doing a play there now? The Crucible was one of my favorite plays, but I didn't know anyone producing it at the time, Pittsburgh or otherwise. My girlfriend's father's office was in Pittsburgh, but it's not like either my girlfriend or I worked there. I probably only told my girlfriend about it because it was such a vivid dream. Time passed. I moved away from Antioch for a month or so, but came back in September, and then my girlfriend was attending a local junior college. One day, she was escorting her to class. I saw a flyer on a bulletin board announcing auditions for a fall play. The play was The Crucible. I auditioned, and as it turns out, the college theater was too small to house a full-stage play, and Pittsburgh High's drama teacher was directing the play for the college, so naturally, it was staged at Pittsburgh High School. It was a parable. I dreamt I was flying high up in the air across fields and valleys. It felt wonderful in my dream. There was a lady next to me also flying. We continued flying for a while, and all of a sudden we came up to a mountain. The mountain was enormous. It was so high up that its peak was covered in the clouds. It was colossal in size. And the lady and I descended and perched ourselves upon a rock to observe the mountain. The lady points to something high up the mountain where an entrance to a cavern could be seen. So I fly towards the entrance of the cave, but no matter how fast I flew, the further it got away from me. It was unreachable. So after a futile event, I flee back to the rock where the lady was waiting for me smiling. Then she says, once three men got stuck in a cave, but they were able to get out. You could reach the cave if you really wanted. And I woke up. It was a strange dream and the stranger still that I would remember it. I had nothing to do that day. I decided to visit a bookstore and buy a book to read. I visited the used bookstore and the only book that got my attention that day was a copy of the Quran. Now mind you, I'm not a Muslim. I know absolutely nothing about the religion. I've been raised a Christian my whole life. I bought the book for nothing, more out of curiosity. I go home and glimpse the book and couldn't understand any of it. I got bored with it and was about to put it down when I remember the dream I had the night before. I decided to Google it and see what came up. And wouldn't you know, I came across the following legend out of the Quran. Weirdest dream ever. Grandma said goodbye. I'm at work, so cannot give an elaborate description, but I dreamt that my grandmother said goodbye to me. Later that day, my dad informed me she had gone to a better place. I was four, maybe five. One last article before we go comes from science.org. Scientists entered people's dreams and got them talking. Dreaming experiments involved real-life, real-time conversations between sleepers and scientists by Sophia Matuno. In the movie Inception, Leonardo DiCaprio enters into other people's dreams to interact with them and steal secrets about their subconscious. Now it seems the science fiction plot is one baby step closer to reality. For the first time, researchers have had conversations involving novel questions and math problems with lucid dreamers. 
people who are aware that they are dreaming. The findings from four labs and 36 participants suggest people can receive and process complex external information while sleeping. This work challenges the foundational definitions of sleep, says cognitive neuroscientist Benjamin Bard of the University of Wisconsin. Madison, who studies sleep and dreams, but was not part of the study. Traditionally, he says, sleep has been defined as a state in which the brain is disconnected and unaware of the outside world. Lucid dreaming got one of its first mentions in the writings of Greek philosopher Aristotle in the 4th century BCE. The scientists have observed it since the 1970s in experiments about rapid eye movement phase of sleep. When most dreaming occurs, one in every two people has had at least one lucid dream. About 10% of people experience them once a month or more. Although rare, this ability to recognize you are in a dream, and even control some aspects of it, can be enhanced with training. A few studies have tried to communicate with lucid dreamers using stimuli such as lights, shocks, and sounds to enter people's dreams. But these recorded only minimal responses from sleepers and did not involve complex transmission of information. The researchers asked 158 questions of the lucid dreamers who responded correctly 18.6% of the time. The researchers report today in current biology. The dreamers gave the wrong answer to only 3.2 of the questions. 17.7% of their answers were not clear and 60% of their questions got no response. The researchers say these numbers show the communication, even if difficult, is possible. It is proof of concept. Bard says, and the fact that different labs used all different ways to try to prove it possible to have this kind of two-way communication makes it stronger. After several questions, the dreamers were woken up and asked to describe their dreams. Some remembered the questions as part of a dream. One dreamer reported math problems coming out of a radio car radio. Another was at a party when he heard the researcher interrupting his dream, like a narrator in a movie, to ask him, whether he spoke Spanish. All right. Thank you for staying with me today. Um, learning all about dreams, night terrors, lucid dreaming, and why people dream what they dream. Um, actually, the information was quite overwhelming, and I could possibly make another episode about the things I haven't covered, such as sleepwalking, uh, mental disorders, insomnia, all the things associated with sleep, along with you can get as scientific or as spiritual as you want when it comes to dreams. So with all the information out there, I think it's really cool that science has come all the way to where it's starting to tap into understanding dreams. So with that being said, Thank you for listening to my episode. Um, be sure to connect with us on the Facebook page, Paranormal Stories, Spooky Shiz, Spooky Shiz is in parentheses. It's a great way to connect with me and submit your stories. Um, with that being said, stay spooky, my friends.